Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Wolverine.com live show. I don't know what's going on. Okay, sorry about that. I had another tab open and I could hear myself talking and the music continuing to play. Anyway, the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show is here. I'm your host, EJ Allen. Here is my co-host, Zach Libby, who is uh, wearing a turtleneck, making a a fashion statement tonight. Uh, National Signing Day is tomorrow, Zach. Are you excited? Is that why you busted out the uh, special attire for tonight's show? It's like... 13, 12 degrees in Metro Detroit. I am freezing. This is a really cozy sweater. And, but yeah, no, tomorrow's National Signing Day. We are gonna, you know, we are preparing these last two weeks for it. And uh, yeah, some great content coming out tomorrow. So be on the lookout. Yeah, we do have some great content over at the Wolverine.com for National Signing Day. It's your one stop shop for everything Michigan recruiting. On the biggest day in recruiting, so make sure to subscribe for just $1 for one month or get 50% off for an entire year. And actually, if you are a YouTube viewer, there is a special promotion just for you. 
and it's use code UM1 to get two months of access for $1. So you get twice the amount of months. All right, before we talk about uh, today's topics, which will preview National Signing Day, of course, we do have a message from our sponsor, Leonard Financial Solutions. Leonard Financial Solutions founder, Jonathan Leonard, wants to listen to you to get to know your story and how he can best help you. People often hesitate to contact a financial advisor because they think they have to know what they want first. Leonard Financial Solutions founder, Jonathan Leonard, We'll start with you at square one, getting to know you and your unique situation. You don't want to outlive your retirement money. You don't want to make risky investments. You don't want your loved ones to experience financial insecurity. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to alleviate your fears by providing you with options for life insurance, income protection, retirement income, safe annuities, and Medicare. They take the time to explain the pros and cons of each product and will not rush you through the decision-making process, giving you the time you need to commit to a plan. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to help you make smart decisions about your money, get the expert financial advice without the high-pressure sales pitch. Reach out to get started today for a free online consultation at www.leonardfs.com or call 856-444-LIFE. Again, that's leonardfs.com or 856 444 life uh shout out again to uh leonard financial solutions um anyway uh let's go ahead and get into national signing day lugard edic is set to make his decision tomorrow and as we learned over at the wolverine.com he is going to announce that decision at 12 p.m eastern time so going into the, into the decision, Michigan is the heavy favorite on the on three recruiting prediction machine. Now, I've been handling a lot of the Etik Pai recruitment, so I'll let Zach go first. Zach, how are you feeling about Etik Pai, and how big of a win do you think he would be on signing day for the Wolverines? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, he took his official visit on Tuesday eight days before the first window of national signing day, whenever you can be the final school to get an official visit, um, chances are, you know, that means something, you know, you see it all the time in June during the summer officials, but yeah, I mean, from based on Intel that you have gathered um, on the Wolverine.com, I mean, it's clear that they're pitching him on edge development, right? The, the history of sending guys, especially guys like him who have such high developmental upside, um, an opportunity to get to where they need to be the threshold, um, get maximize their ceiling in order to have their careers extended professionally. There's, when you look at a kid like Adipai, it's it's clear that there's an argument made that he can have the most upside amongst the 2024 class if he commits. You know, he has really good length, especially in the arms. Um, you can see it in his videos, like highlight reel, and in your photos that you've taken of him, of just like how large his hands are. Um, you can see that as he plays football, um, whether as a stand-up edge or, you know, putting his hand in a three-point stance. He's able to get around, you know, to the outside and wreak havoc in the backfield. For someone like Dylan Roney, too, who works with the edge specialist, you know, he's able to get the most out of them. You've seen that this season. A guy like Mike Elston, too, who has a long history of development. Um, 
Michigan scheme and the way they develop guys, I think it just works for a kid like Lugard, who is not even close to maximizing his potential. So if Michigan lands him on Wednesday, I think that's a really, really solid late land for Michigan to close out this class um, heading into the late period. A couple of things from the comment section. Sean Paul Anthony, shout out to you, man, joining us all the way from the Amazon Basin, keeping tabs on Michigan Wolverines recruiting. So Sean Paul, the biggest uh, Michigan fan down in the Amazon, apparently. I need to visit there. Uh, also, Zach getting cooked, saying a turtleneck. I had one of those in the third grade. Wow, not a fan of your turtleneck. Though John says he likes it. So yeah, you do have I'm 27 it. years old and I'm rocking a turtleneck and I probably will for the rest of my life. It's a nice get up. <laughs> I, like, I enjoy my turtlenecks. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel about turtleneck. But <laughs> John H. Schultz asked, EJ, will you be doing a questions video tomorrow? Will you be busy because it's signing day? I will actually be doing a lunchtime Q&A, which will probably be at 1230 with Pai expected to make his decision at noon. Um, then Zach and I will both be back to answer questions and give a signing day recap. So we will have two shows here exclusively on our YouTube channel. If you haven't liked this video, make sure to like it and also subscribe to our channel for free. You're not going to want to miss a busy day here on the channel. We're going to have exclusive interviews with the signees. It's going to be a lot of fun here on our YouTube channel. Um, but yeah, talking about Luger and Eric Pai, like I said, 12 p.m. Eastern announcement time. I have my prediction in for Michigan, and I still feel confident going into his decision. Now, I would actually be going to cover his commitment ceremony live tomorrow, but he's not having one. He's actually just announcing with... Um, with family at his own home so we will have to be keeping tabs on his social media social media accounts to see where he decides but like i said i think michigan has the lead here i think michigan's the team to beat heading into signing day i know the coaching staff was on the phone with him and those around him yesterday i think there's a lot of confidence still coming out of ann arbor with lugard and i think he would be a big win here late i mean he's risen up the rankings here recently i believe he's a four-star recruit across the board now so every single service uh all four major recruiting services have him ranked as a four-star he is a top 200 prospect on the industry ranking as well so when you look at lugard i mean you look at a guy that has a ton of potential like zach said it's hard to find a guy that's six foot seven 215 and he has a really impressive wingspan when i visited him at his high school a couple months ago i mean that wingspan is insane the length is just really really special and on top of that he's not like a lazy type of guy he's pretty twitchy and athletic for being a guy that's six foot seven so he's not hampered by his height and he is um you know he, he does have a frame to add quite a bit of weight as well like i could see him uh, bulking up into, you know, the 265, 270 range. Like he could be a big edge. So yeah, he's, he's really, really impressive. Now the thing about Adek Pai and, you know, he's actually would be the highest ranked edge take this cycle. He's ranked ahead of 
uh, Devin Baxter and Dominic Nichols. The thing about Adepai is you're afraid of the floor, right? He's a guy that's really raw. He didn't pick up his first power five offer until October. So he definitely has a low floor, but the ceiling is really, really exciting as well. I think the benefit of going to a place like Michigan is you do have Ben Herbert in the strength and conditioning program, and you do have Mike Elston, who's a great teacher. So I think it makes it more likely for him to hit his ceiling if he were to pick Michigan. Um, so like I said, I think Michigan has the lead right now. I feel good about my prediction. Maryland is still making a run here. You know, the Terps have not stopped contacting him ahead of signing day. They are pitching him on staying closer to home. He made an official visit there uh, the weekend prior to seeing Michigan. But I think Michigan did enough on the official visit. He has great relationships with Dylan Roney and Jesse Minter, who are leading the way in his recruitment. But I think the two things that are really going to make the difference for Michigan are academics and development. Adek Pai is a great student in the classroom. His family values what Michigan can offer away from the field and development. You know, we talked about Ben Herbert, but you also have Michigan just having a great track record of developing pass rushers. So, you know, it would be surprising if Adek Pai spurned Michigan for Maryland. Um, but like I said, the Terps still working hard in that recruitment. Now, I know a lot of people want to know what's going on with top 100 wide receiver Gatlin Bear. It does not look like he's going to make a decision tomorrow. It is very likely he waits for the late period. I believe I reported that sometime in the last week. Uh, all the days are blurring together now because of signing day. But I, I know we mentioned it over at the Wolverine.com that uh, it's looking like a late period decision for Gatlin Bear. And now he is down to Michigan and Oregon. Michigan has the uh, healthy lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine, but obviously with him not signing, it gives Oregon more of an opportunity to continue to make a run. How concerned are you, Zach, that Bear is waiting till the late period? And do you think that Michigan could lose some momentum here since he's not signing right away. I always assumed he was going to take it beyond December 20th for a couple of reasons. I think the first would be the fact that he has unanswered questions about Michigan. And he was kind of open with us about that after his return visit to Michigan for the Ohio State game in late November. I mean, the direction in which basically Jim Harbaugh might not be the coach, right? Like there's always the possibility. The, the, the question of what the program will look like, you know, once he signs or if it's, you know, short term or long term once he takes his two year mission. I think that was stuff that was brought up during the visit and stuff that, you know, was handled correctly, especially during the in-home visit um, in December and then meeting with Harbaugh and staff during that weekend. And as I mentioned, you know, Barrett, that's something he's been monitoring um, outside of another thing that he mentioned was what's the direction of Boise State. And it seems like it's down to two, as you mentioned. But yeah, Oregon is interesting because you know that they there's a role for him in that kind of offense that they run um it's closer to home it's uh territory that he's 
very familiar with. Um, you know, he's been to Ann Arbor twice, so it's not like it's not unknown to him. But yeah, I think I also don't think he'll visit again in January, even though that there's an opportunity because he's seen everything that he had to see on his June official visit and then for the Ohio State game. But yeah, I mean, in terms of confidence, no, it didn't really change anything. I just kind of assumed, you know, my assumptions came true. But yeah, I mean, in terms of Michigan stands, I always believe that honesty and genuine approach from the coaching staff and how they've recruited Bear and his family over the past several months has continued to resonate and especially was held firm um, during that game against the Buckeyes. Um, you know, things like Michigan's strength and conditioning coach, Ben Herbert, you know, for a kid like Bear who wants to go into kinesiology and go down that line of work, you know, having an opportunity to work with the best in college football is an opportunity. Being from a small town, I know we just talked about this last time, but like small town and Burley, um, having that from, uh, comfort of people, uh, similar types in Ann Arbor is uh, reassuring. The uh, Colson Loveland connection through his head coach, the connection through his uh, faith through Andrew Gentry, and then obviously having a role in offense and being a player that Michigan might not have seen in a long time, just a, a burner on the outside. So. There's a, I still think Oregon's going to continue to push until February. You know, that's a very, very um, aggressive team on the recruiting trail. But Michigan has done quite a bit to assure him that there is a family feel and a home feel in Ann Arbor. So I know both and I, both of us haven't put in picks yet, but I feel like I'm not losing confidence in Michigan's where they stand right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll bounce off of that by saying I would have put in a pick had Bear said that he was announcing tomorrow, right? Like if Bear was making a decision tomorrow, I would have put in a prediction for Michigan. One of the biggest reasons Zach and I haven't put out predictions is because we knew this was a possibility. Now, the good thing when you look at Oregon, you usually think NIL, right? Oregon's known as one of the major players when it comes to NIL, but I don't think that will really be too big of a factor with Gatlin Bear. It seems like his family is not about NIL at all. And they showed that the first time when they committed to Boise State. So I don't think NIL will be a factor. I think the things that Oregon is pitching him on is being a little closer to home or easier travel, I guess. Um, but the more important thing is offense. You know, uh, I've heard that Michigan has been negative recruited pretty heavily here, uh, especially after the Penn State game where they ran, ran, ran and ran some more. Um, obviously, Gatling got to see a little more passing against Ohio State, but Oregon is really, really in his ear about system fit and being utilized and maybe more of a pass happy offense. So, um, I think him waiting doesn't necessarily give Oregon an advantage, but I think it gives Oregon more hope is the, probably the right way to put it. Like if I were covering Oregon, I would be a little more optimistic with Gatlin Bear waiting until the late period to sign. Uh, I think if Michigan can maybe avoid some of the offseason drama that's plagued them in the past. I don't think the sign stealing thing will get resolved, but I think if that stays quiet and if Jim Harbaugh maybe does sign his contract and avoid some of those NFL rumors, then, you know, I think that would give Michigan that final push to ultimately land bear. But at the same time, you know, we say all this and it's important to note that 
Bear's going on his mission. So a lot can change in two years. He is not enrolling at the school of his choice until 2026. Um, but yeah, I I think that Bear's an important target regardless. I mean, he has game-changing speed. He can make an immediate impact in 26. But again, a lot can change there, just like it did for Andrew Gentry. You know, he signed with Michigan. I mean, he signed with Virginia first, or didn't sign. I guess they signed a financial aid agreement, but he picked Virginia first. Then things changed there with Bronco Mendenhall leaving, and Michigan was able to win him while he was on his mission. So, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see you know how things play out, not just in the late period, but moving forward over the next couple of years into 2026. So I, I do think Bear has a good head on his shoulders. He wants to make the right decision so he doesn't have to worry about recruiting during his mission. And when you're on a mission, man, you have to be locked in. Like I spent some time with Gentry on his mission and you're not really allowed on social media. You only communicate with your family like once a week or once a month. I forget exactly what the time frame is. Like you're out there fully committed to your faith. So I think Bear wants to get that decision over with. But again, at the same time, there's so many moving parts when you have a kid going on a mission that's not enrolling until 2026. So we'll see what happens in February and beyond. And um, yeah, shout out to everybody that's joining us from all over the place. Kevin Johnson, all the way from Baja, California, Mexico. My wife's actually doing some uh, research on mangroves out there. So maybe I will visit you, Kevin Johnson. Uh, before we move on to the commits that are set to sign tomorrow, let's go ahead and go to our sponsor, Barry Gallagher. He's actually written a book about Lloyd Carr. It's called Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey. Millions of Michigan Wolverine football fans love Coach Lloyd H. Carr Jr. almost as much as he loved the University of Michigan. This insightful book details how an interim coach stepped up for the Michigan Wolverines and won his way into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey tells a complete story of Coach Lloyd Carr's 28-year journey, 15 years as an assistant, and 13 years as a head coach to bring Michigan football back to national prominence and how he kept it there. Coach Carr's incredible work gave Michigan fans one of the greatest eras in the school's magnificent football history. This book gives you a comprehensive look at the amazing Michigan career of Lloyd Henry Carr Jr. It is full of original research charts and tables and clearly illustrates why Coach Carr became a college football legend. Uh, get insight into one of college football's greatest coaches by ordering your copy today at Amazon or at mdem.com. And again, that is Lloyd Carr's Michigan Football Journey by Barry Gallagher. So yeah, I uh, will be ordering Lloyd Carr's Football Journey for Christmas to hand out as gifts. Christmas is right around the corner and people need to read more. They need to stop watching TV and they need to read. And so this is a perfect gift to get uh, anybody you know, and also you can get it for your children, make them read, you know, children should be reading. You can get them for your grandparents that remember Lloyd Carr. Old people like to read as well. I actually had Manuel Beagle who will be joining the Wolverine YouTube channel tomorrow to talk about signing with Michigan. And he told me 
that his biggest hobby is reading. So we all need to be like Manuel Beagle and, uh, and, and get a copy of Lloyd Carr's football journey and read that or give it as a gift. Um, all right, let's go ahead and go down to our final topic of the day, and that's the commits. You know, there isn't a lot of drama this National Signing Day, which is, you know, a little disappointing just because, you know, you think about Signing Day, you think about the drama and everything that comes with National Signing Day. But other than Eric Pai making his decision and Gatlin Bear maybe surprising people and making a decision tomorrow, but likely waiting to the late period, there aren't a ton of storylines here. For the most part, this Michigan recruiting class has stuck together. They weren't really affected by the sign-stealing hoopla or talks of Jim Harbaugh or the suspensions or anything like that. You know, this class really stuck through. It's kind of a boring signing day, but kind of like when you watch cornerbacks, a boring day can be a good day because everybody, you know, sticks. And, you know, for a cornerback, a boring day, you don't call his name, that's a good thing. So, Zach, how are you feeling about the class overall going into signing day? And which commit or commits are you most excited to see sign? I, I think you've hit it on the nail about this class in terms of just sticking around uh, all of them. Like, this is a class who really believed in the message that was given to them during, during their recruitment process. And it's kind of an example of the type of players that Michigan wants in their class, right? Like blue collar, hard nose, um, head on straights, you know, education priorities, uh, guys who are culture fits, guys who, um, you know, care about winning, right? Uh, just a lot of guys who just are going to have an impact if they play their cards right, that has led to Michigan already winning three Big Ten championships. This is a class that has bonded together really well over social media, over texts, over calls, um, you know, during just following their journeys. You can just tell that they're already good friends. And I feel like that camaraderie is only going to show on the football field. So I feel like not having drama during the national on national signing day is a good thing. You know, you want to end the year exactly how you want it to intend. Just guys who believed early and you didn't have to deal with the drama of national signing day. But the, when, uh, when I was going through my list of commits of guys who I just really grow fond of after seeing them play, you know, in game or in camps or seven on sevens or just talking to them and getting to know them. I think the one is Cole Sullivan on 300 linebacker of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, you know, a kid for, you know, in May, he committed to Michigan after Notre Dame thought was perceived to be the lean, you know, it took two unofficial visits in March for him to, uh, feel like Michigan was home, you know, for the type of player that Michigan is getting. You realize he's just an athletic freak, like six foot three, 200 pounds, so much more room to grow physically, especially in the upper half. Um, his athleticism is a multi-sport, so he's really good at basketball as well. Um, he played 12 games as a senior, and defensively, he recorded 105 tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and two block punts. Uh, he was also a starting wide receiver. 
he had over 300 yards receiving and eight touchdowns. Um, as a linebacker, you know, Michigan's going to get a kid who's, who goes who's, uh, does really well running sideline to sideline. He can cover both ends. Um, as a tackler, he is feared. He is one of the most hard-hitting tacklers that I have seen on film. Uh, I have seen it in person, and you can see it on his huddle tape. He is a great asset in pass coverage. Um, he can get his nose in the run game and stuff it. Uh, he can play multiple positions. He has ability to play Mike, Will. He can even come down the line of scrimmage and play edge. But in terms of the storyline perspective, he is someone who, as I mentioned, believed in the direction of the program and just what everything that's available in Ann Arbor, despite the fact that his primary recruiter, linebacker's coach Chris Partridge, was fired last month, like the day before the Maryland game. So it comes unexpected. He has to like reconvene with his family. Other schools are calling him to regain interest potentially. He, you know, there's all those floating thoughts about what he could do, but he goes to the Ohio State game with his family, his dad and his grandpa. Um, he's given the maize and blue carpet treatment. He just realizes that there's so much more than just one person, right? Like it's a whole process, a whole like conglomerate of reasons why he committed to Michigan. That's why he's signing tomorrow. Um, I just I feel like he has one of the most potential um one of the biggest potentials like in the 2024 recruiting class just based on what he can do on the football field and for a kid who's so humble too who doesn't like to brag is not cocky at all I think he's just one that fans are just going to love and enjoy and just be happy and pleased that he is wearing the winged helmet. Uh so a couple of things from the chat box um Really quick to clarify for guys that join in late or might have just cut the caught the cutoff point of the bear segment. We did not say that Michigan is not getting bear. We're just saying that he's probably not making a decision tomorrow. So things could get interesting during the late period. We still like where Michigan stands with Gatlin Bear, but no decision is expected tomorrow. Could he surprise and maybe do it? Yeah, of course, it's National Signing Day, but um as of right now, we are not expecting a decision from Gatlin Barry. He is likely to take it into February. And also, KG Rich blaming me. He says, EJ, since you've been on the Michigan beat, Michigan has failed miserably at getting five stars. Is there any correlation? That is not true. Michigan landed five-star Will Johnson during my time on the beat, and everybody knows I was close to Will. And some people had J.J. McCarthy as a five-star. Maybe maybe one or two services had J.J. as a five-star, and I was close to J.J. So, you know, can't throw me under the bus and say that it's my fault. Um, if you actually have a serious question that you want answered tonight, we are winding down the show, so make sure to hit that donate button. It's a little box with the money sign. And uh, hit that super chat button and we will get your question answered tonight. And also another uh, last reminder that we will have a ton of signing day coverage on all the signees on Mugert at Akpai over at thewolverine.com. So sign up today using the YouTube uh, special promo where you can get uh, two months for just one dollar. We're also and use code UM1 to get those two months for one dollar. And you can also sign up at thewolverine.com for 50% off your first year. Um, all right. The To answer the question, I guess, before we get out of here, the commit, 
I am most excited to see sign. That's a tough one, man. I, I didn't even think about it uh, before the show started. So I wasn't prepared like uh, like Zach was. But I'm going to say the, the commit that I'm most excited to sign, to see sign is probably Owen Wafel for a couple of different reasons. One, Owen Wafel is not rated super high. He's just a three-star defensive lineman out of uh, Princeton, New Jersey, Hunt School. Wait, before I talk about Owen Wafel, Shane Johnson, $49.99 super chat. We need some type of like ring the alarm or ring the bells here. Shane Johnson, man, that's a that's a big one, man. Shout out to you. Um, I guess I'll buy Libby some Outback Steakhouse tomorrow after signing no. day with that no. one. <laughs> but, uh, no. Maybe we can buy... 100 McNuggets with the $50 Super Chat. So shout out to Shane, who's in a holiday spirit. But he says, happy holidays, EJ and Libs, the best duo in the business. Thanks for all the great Michigan recruiting coverage year-round. Let's do a draft, flip a coin per first pick, alternate top six picks in this class you project playing on Sundays. Okay, um, I will flip. I don't have a coin next to me. I have a coin. Um, I have a coin. Okay, I'll be all right, I, I call tails then. Oh. It's tails. <laughs> that was terrible. It's tails. <laughs> I'm not it's a rough. Tails. It's tails. Okay, six picks in this class that you project playing on Sunday. So we each get six picks. Um, I'm just going to go with the safe take, and it's really not even about NFL projection because running backs don't go – you know, super high, I, but I just think it's an easy call that Jordan Marshall will be playing on Sundays. I mean, he's a bell cow type of back that could come in and get significant time as a true freshman, and he's the highest rated commit in the class. So I'm going with Jordan Marshall. Uh, Andrew Sprague, top 100 offensive tackle. He will be on my team this time, not like the first draft, but yeah, uh, six foot eight, 295 pounds. Uh, he is, I think people are really high on not just his ceiling, but his floor. So I I project him as a starting left tackle at some point in his career at Michigan, and I feel like that will translate to an NFL career. I will go with Blake Frazier, another offensive lineman. I mean, Michigan breeds NFL offensive linemen. Frazier has versatility along the offensive line. He, you know, has pedigree with his father having played at Michigan. So I think that's an easy pick for me. I'll go back to Cole Sullivan. Um, I, I firmly believe that he could be a first-round draft pick. I think he is incredibly underrated by the recruiting services. The fact that he's only a top two under prospect on one service is uh, a joke. So I, I firmly can see him getting playing time as a true freshman and getting to being a mainstay on that defense. So I, I think he will be an NFL player. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to say – if Lugard Adekpai ends up in the class, I'll, I would go with Lugard Adekpai because when you're 6'7 and you have that type of wingspan and you have the frame to fill out, you're a guy that's hard to find. And even if you only reach half of your potential at the college level, you're going to be drafted you know, in the NFL because you have so much to work with. So I will go with Adekpai, assuming he joins the class. I'm going to take your guy and say Wafel. I 
I've never wow. seen him. Wow, Owen Wakeful. That was a surprising pick. I've never seen him live like you have, but your videos have made me just gravitate to him just being a brute force as a three technique or a five technique. So as a player who plays mean, has a mean streak, and as he's mentioned to you once, putting people on his own highlight tape as opposed to him being on other people's, I think he is going to be a wrecking ball in that interior. And I think for someone like Mike Elston can develop him into the best player possible. And you're talking about, you know, potential and upside. You have another edge that really has that, and that's Devin Baxter. I think he has one of the biggest ceilings in the class. He's another guy that's just a really impressive physical specimen, super athletic, also a basketball kid, I think. Again, much like the offensive line, Michigan breeds pass rushers, so Baxter is a, another, you know, pick for me. So is that your fourth? That is my fourth. I will go with... I'll go with another offensive lineman. I'll say Jake Winera because Michigan has shown to have the most success with developing centers with um, with Drake Nugent this season, for example, um, you know, finals for the Remington. So I think he can be in that conversation as well as an upperclassman. And centers are hard to come by, like really, really stalwart centers. So I feel like he has an opportunity to do so with Cheryl Moore under his watch. I'll go David Polly Polly. I mean, he's a 300 pounder already. And, you know, those types of guys always get drafted, whether he ends up as a nose or a three technique. He's another guy that that offers versatility along the defensive line. So, you know, I think Polly Polly is even though he has more of a stout build and he's not super long or anything like that, I think he's, you know, a, a safe take to to be a mid to late round draft pick. I'm going to go with Jane Davis because there he we've talked about him in great length, but I feel like his skill set, it would be best in a scheme like Michigan's, um, you know, game gen, game manager, field generals, knows, knows how to scan the field, um, you know, short to intermediate passes. I feel like I don't know where he would be drafted, but I feel like development under someone like uh Kurt Campbell quarterback's coach who JJ McCarthy has talked about in great depth in depth ever since he got promoted on staff I feel like um Kurt could get the most out of Jane Davis all right last picks and I'm getting a steal here with my sixth pick and that's Brady Prescorn and one of the highest rated commits in the class tight end position michigan's great at producing tight ends who have plenty of opportunities i mean he fits the mold of a colston loveland type who i think is obviously going to the league as well so brady prescore would be my final pick that was gonna be my final pick um, <laughs> um yeah i mean that's a toss-up between the two west coast commits tight end hogan hansen and running back Micah Kapana, um, for different reasons. I feel like Hogan Hansen, if you don't know, he plays for a wing T offense, like a Veer offense. And my goodness, that kid knows how to block and does it well. He just with that attribute alone, I feel like that can get him an opportunity in like 10 man person, like a 12 man personnel or um, something just to get him on the field. Six, six, 230 pounds, but um, it could be him or Micah Kapana, you know, just a, a burner in the open field, 
as a junior, he had over a thousand yards on 70 carries. I feel like he is the most underrated commit in this class. So um, both have opportunities to uh, have a role in the offense in one way or another. Yeah. So since Zach gave a couple of extra picks, I'll give some honorable mentions. I gave I think one extra pick. I gave one extra pick. He, he always gives extra picks, but I think <laughs> – Honorable mention for me would be Jaden Smith. I am so afraid of his floor, but his ceiling's crazy. He's the guy that just is going to be a special teams monster as soon as he gets to campus. So, you know, him and, and Dominic Nichols, I think, are two upside guys that deserve honorable mentions. But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, shout out to Shane Johnson again, man. Forty nine ninety nine. that's huge. We really appreciate that. Like I said, if anybody uh, wants your question answered tonight, hit that super chat button. I'll be back for lunchtime tomorrow and we'll answer all your questions. But uh, to kind of end the show with uh, our final topic, it was before Shane came in, it was uh, which commit are you looking most most excited to see sign? And for me, it was Owen Wayful for a couple of reasons because you know, one, he flipped from Notre Dame and, you know, I despise Notre Dame. So it's always great when Michigan can get a flip from Notre Dame because I can use the little leprechaun gif and you have all the Irish fans crying in the mentions. So that was fun for sure. And also just, um, you know, from a playing standpoint, he's so fun to watch, man. He, I really enjoyed seeing him this season. If I could have gone to an Owen Wafel game every week, I would have gone just because he was so aggressive and intimidating, always made plays and just really funny without be trying to be funny because he was out there yelling at guys, leading guys, I mean, talking trash, like you name it, Owen Wafel was doing it. And, you know, off the field, he's just, like I said, he's funny without trying to be funny because he he's a really nice kid. But I feel like the he, you know, if you if you get him angry, like if you turn on that switch, you know, he has to hold back from getting upset. And I think you'll see that in our Q and A um, tomorrow when we do our signing spotlight video with him. But he's just super entertaining, and and he's really genuine. I think he'll just say things off the cuff that'll make you, you know, just get excited or make you laugh. I think he's going to be a big fan favorite in Ann Arbor. So really excited to see Owen Wafel sign tomorrow and all the guys sign. This has been a really quality class overall. Um, we will be on the Wolverine.com starting at about 545, 6 a.m., depending on when I can get out of bed. Uh, Libby will be online as well in the morning, and then he'll be hitting a couple of ceremonies in the afternoon. I'll be here for a live chat in the afternoon we'll both have uh, another recruiting show tomorrow so wednesday the wednesday show will actually turn into an ej libby show um and again last reminder sign up for the wolverine.com today we'll have all that coverage over there tomorrow as well uh, make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we are going to be dropping videos like crazy tomorrow with all these signing spotlights and exclusive interviews so you're not going to want to miss that like this video so we get in front of other Michigan recruiting fans. And, oh, I almost forgot, Zach. We have the OT question of the day to end the show. And it says, EJ claims he'd be a mean marine biologist or something if he didn't work in the recruiting services. It's actually an actual biologist. <laughs> uh, do, we, do we believe him? <laughs> I mean, my wife's getting a PhD. It's not like, you know, she married was going to marry some Dumbo. Uh, but more importantly... <laughs> 
What would Zach be? Wait, before you answer, Zach, I do want to let everybody know that Zach once worked at Red Lobster and he took joy in finding different oh, methods to kill wait. the lobsters. He was telling me about this. Now he's going to deny it. Look at him. You're just adding pronouns or adjectives or nouns or whatever it's called. Like, you can't just add joy. I'm just saying it's part of the job. You had to. <laughs> You can't just add. I didn't. <laughs> Zach would be a lobster hunter because he kills them for fun, man. Yeah, dude, he, he had children pick out the lobsters at the tank and be like, "I want you to kill this one," and he would do it. What is what a savage, sick individual killing I mean, lobsters like that? I'm making you were making eight fifty an hour for a chain restaurant in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. You got to have make it fun, but. It's not like I had a bloodthirst for killing lobster. It was just, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, finding joy in it. It's not like I was having like a hobby of mine killing domesticated lobsters in a fishbowl. <laughs> That's what Zach was doing. So that would be his career path. He would be a lobster hunter, where he would absolutely destroy poor lobsters that are defenseless, um, and finding creative ways to kill them. Maybe he'll become a lobster chef, but uh, that does it for our show tonight. Now we know that Zach is a serial killer and uh, I'm the fun guy. So make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and we will be back tomorrow to break down National Signing Day and we will avoid the lobster talk. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-420-47 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.